March 3rd. Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 26. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the towns of Bethphage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent two of them on ahead. Go into that village over there, he told them. And as soon as you enter it, you will see a colt tied there that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks what you are doing, just say, The Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the colt standing in the street, tied outside a house. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, What are you doing untying that colt? They said what Jesus had told them to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus, and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their coats on the road ahead of Jesus, and others cut leafy branches in the fields and spread them along the way. He was in the center of the procession, and the crowds all around him were shouting, Praise God! Bless the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Bless the coming kingdom of our ancestor David! Praise God in highest heaven! So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. He looked around carefully at everything, and then he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he went out to Bethany with the twelve disciples. The next morning, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus felt hungry. He noticed a fig tree a little way off that was in full leaf. So he went over to see if he could find any figs on it. But there were only leaves, because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one ever eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say it. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the merchants and their customers. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the stalls of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from bringing in merchandise. He taught them. The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a place of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so enthusiastic about Jesus' teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it was withered from the roots. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, teacher, the fig tree you cursed has withered. Then Jesus said to the disciples, Have faith in God. I assure you that you can say to this mountain, May God lift you up and throw you into the sea, and your command will be obeyed. All that's required is that you really believe and do not doubt in your heart. Listen to me. You can pray for anything, and if you believe, you will have it. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding your grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. You can't change your past. 
but Christ can. Christ can change the past by covering your sins with His blood and forgiving all the sins and mistakes you ever made. That's a wonderful thing because God has a set of tapes in which everything you've ever said and everything you've ever done and everything you've ever thought is there and will be played at the judgment. But if you come to Christ and surrender totally to Him, He wipes out the tapes, He erases the tapes, and no one will ever hear them. Somebody says, follow your conscience, but your conscience may be seared or it may be dead. It may be no good. It'll lead you wrong. You can be sincere, but be wrong. And many of you can be sincere in your beliefs and in what you're doing and the way you're living, but deep in your heart, you're wrong. You're not going according to the Scriptures. You're not going according to what Christ says. And the Scripture says you must come to the cross and repent of your sins and let Christ forgive your sins from the cross and wash your sins by His own blood and receive the righteousness of God. God has an ability that you don't have. He has the ability to forget. He forgets our sins. And that's the most thrilling thought in the world is to go to bed at night and know that your sins are forgiven. Many of you must decide this afternoon. Before you leave here, every person here will decide one way or the other about your relationship to God. Some of you need to rededicate your life to Christ. Some of you need a new experience with Christ. Others of you need to come to Christ perhaps for the first time in total surrender of your life to Him if you're going to be forgiven of your sins, if you're going to get to heaven. What about you? Do you know Christ? Are you ready for death? Because it's coming. And for some of you, there's no way out. There's pressures and troubles and trials in your life and difficulties and problems and there seems to be no answer. It may be you and your wife. You just can't seem to make it. You, you, you love each other and yet you don't. And you fight and you scrap. Is there any way out? Yes, there's a way. Jesus said, I am the way. The choice that some of you make today will decide where your children are going to be, where your grandchildren are going to be what their lives are going to be like. It's the choices that we make. Moses said, I call heaven and earth to record this day that I've set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your children may live. It affected future generations. What are you going to do about it?